comedy podcast that ended up on the Houston Texans 54-man roster? They added a spot for me? I'm listed at the position of guy the defensive line can beat up during timeouts? Oh, boy. I'm your host, Adam Weinerman. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and putting a giant Lee Corso head on Lee Corso. Big show today, Fox Sports' own and USC icon Matt Leinert. On behalf of Wendy's to kick off the college season. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Jerry Jones reportedly did not give quarterback Dak Prescott a heads up that he was about to trade for 49ers draft bust Trey Lance. Jones plans to apologize to Prescott by inducting him into the Ring of Honor before Jimmy Johnson. Lance, who cost three first-round picks in trade just two years ago, will look for a fresh start in Dallas. And this just in, the Dallas coaches have decided Mr. Irrelevant deserves that fresh start instead. Tough luck. In order to make room for Lance, the Cowboys will release Will Greer. Will Greer is also what Jerry Jones thinks the squeaky wheel needs. Lance called his arrival in Dallas a breath of fresh air. Then he met Jerry Jones and said, Updates actually more like a breath of day-old coffee and grape nuts. The New England Patriots released both quarterbacks Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham, leaving Mac Jones alone on the roster. Unless a certain legend who wears number 12 wanted to come out of retirement. And yes, folks, there he is, Joe Namath. And he's drunk as hell. Zappi and Cunningham did both eventually return to the Patriots practice squad, where Zappi will lead a stunning upset in the practice squad Super Bowl over the greatest show on practice turf. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor was not traded on roster cutdown day and will instead be placed on the physically unable to perform list, where he'll be joined by the Arizona Cardinals. Bengals coach Zach Taylor insists a contract snag isn't behind Joe Burrow missing practice recently. Oh, phew, said Bengals fans. He's just devastatingly injured. Jaguars head coach Doug Peterson had to cut his own son Josh from the roster this week. Even worse, Josh wasn't even competing for a roster spot. Son, don't even dream about playing for the Jaguars, you hear me? Dad, I'm an accountant. Sam Hartman made a pretty excellent argument in Notre Dame's opener in Dublin, otherwise known as the Notre Dame game with the least Irish fighting. Hartman tied the record for most touchdown passes in a Notre Dame debut with four. Wow, tying him with Jack Cohen, yuck, only say the first part. Arizona State has self-imposed a bowl ban for the 2023 season, doing the Pac-12 schedules work for it. The Sun Devils self-sanctioned over violations committed by Herm Edwards and Antonio Pierce. Pierce and Edwards later apologized for being the only interesting thing to ever happen to the program. Lucas Giolito and four other high-profile Angels players were placed on waivers just four weeks after the team went all-in at the trade deadline. Said owner Artie Moreno, why is everyone mad? He hasn't been begging me to sell the team. Now I do it and you're furious? Okay, great. Well, guess what? I'm buying the team again now. Two fans in Colorado ran onto the field to hug Braves outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr. in the middle of a game. Uh, where was security? Hugging him? Got it. That makes sense. But it's bad. Acuna could have been seriously hurt, but luckily, due to the mountain altitude, the attacker simply floated away. And Michael Orr's lawyers have requested full, honest payout records 
from the production of The Blind Side. And based on everything I've heard from the Writers Guild strike, Hollywood Studios should be very forthcoming with thorough lists of their profits. And now USC legend Matt Leinert, courtesy of Wendy. Thank you so much for joining us, Matt Leinert, uh, USC legend, and uh, I'm hearing an avowed super fan of Wendy's, uh, so I'd <laughs> love to start out by hearing a little bit about the partnership you have with Wendy's and some new menu items that we can maybe expect <clears throat> college football season. Well, yeah, well, first of all, the new menu items are fantastic. We got the loaded nacho cheeseburger, which sounds as good as, which tastes as good as it sounds, and then you have the queso fries, so um, for this football season with Wendy's and the hamburger really being the hamburger of college football this year, um, Wendy's is launching these two new items, um, which are fantastic. So I hope at some point you can go try them out. Um, and then, you know, I, I've, I've been a long fan and love Wendy's and, and with our partnership and relationship with Fox, I've known Wendy's forever. So to, to be a part of this campaign um, with them and just the overall excitement that that they bring to college football and the partnership uh, it's it's awesome um, they are the best they have a great team and to be a part of the campaign I'm honored I'm excited and we got college football right around the corner so uh, it's going to be a great year with Wendy's for sure and you got to partner with Caleb Williams on this campaign who is a Heisman winner and is navigating a completely different endorsement landscape than what you had to deal with <laughs> When you were at SC, how was it sort of mentoring him through this new process while you get familiar with it too? Yeah, no, it was, uh, well, first of all, I, I know Caleb pretty well. So he, um, great kid, done a really great job with with different partnerships and kind of NIL and really diversifying kind of his portfolio, I guess you'd call it. Um, uh, and, and then obviously with Wendy's and doing that campaign together and um, you know, kind of helping him. It's just funny, you know, because he's so new to all this stuff. As much as the stuff he's doing, uh, he's still new to that kind of world, you know, and because um, he's still young, you know, like it's, I don't know, 20, 21 years old. So, um, but he, he, he had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun shooting that day. Um, and I know he's fired up for the season and um, great kid, great player, um, and really helping USC get back to, to that national prominence, which is awesome. A lot of people are making the comparison between Caleb Williams and Patrick Mahomes. Now, do you think those comparisons are fair? Yeah, I mean, look, I think comparisons are always funny in sports, and it, and it gives debate and its conversation. I get all that. I mean, I, I think, yeah, I think Mahomes is so gifted and so rare at what he's done. And, and I always say, like, Steph Curry really changed the game of basketball, I think, with the three-point shot and just, like, how he's played the game. And, and because I, I had a, I have a kid who plays basketball, like you just see now that kids rather take threes than layups. Like, it's just, it's just the, that game has evolved just like college football and NFL and the RPO and offenses, everything, everything is always changing. I think Mahomes and, and Rogers was doing this before Mahomes, but Mahomes has just done it in a, this crazy, you know, so quickly um, kind of the way he's played that position, you know, just a little bit, little bit street backyard football uh, kind of toss fundamentals out the, out the window, but you're still equally as accurate. You're still making all the good decisions. Like he is just, he's just changed the way they play that position. Um, and I think Caleb is, is done a lot of that. He does a lot of that at the collegiate level, um, the different arm angles kind of making plays out of nothing. 
Um, all of the stuff that like, as I was a young quarterback growing up, I was taught like, you know, you're taught pocket awareness and feet and your feet need to be aligned with your hips and your shoulders. And it's still taught that way. Um, because there's, again, there's only a handful of guys that can play the way really those two play. So to your point, I think the comparisons are fair in, in the sense of, of kind of how they play the position. Um, but I know, I think Caleb, you know, said something about like, you know, he, like, I am who I am. I want to be, you know, Caleb Williams, which is true. Like Caleb is, Caleb is as special as they come. And if he just continues on the path that he's on, um, he's going to be, he's going to be an all-time great. I really believe that. I think he is that good. So um, he'll pave his own way. He'll create his own legacy. Um, But uh, he's, I mean, he's so talented. Like it's crazy how good he is. I'd love to touch on your time at USC a little bit too, um, because I, I think a lot of us are watching the Johnny Manziel documentary on Netflix, seeing you know how overwhelming that level of stardom can be to someone in College Station. Now you, Reggie Bush, and every you're in LA. Like, how do you manage to stay grounded somewhat in a situation like that, or or did you? Yeah, no, we we did because we obviously we won and we always it, it was interesting. I watched a Johnny um, doc and I know Johnny and um, obviously the first thing is just, you know, praying for the guy. He's a great kid, you know, obviously. And that was I mean, look, like expectation, pressure, you know, when, when you rise to fame that quickly, like it, it can affect anybody. Um, it affected me at times, too, especially early on in the NFL. Um, it's it's hard. Um I think for me personally, um, you know, we we kind of had this perception because of where we were, L.A., Hollywood. Pete Carroll loved kind of embracing that because it was a recruiting tactic and he was smart about it. And Lincoln's doing the same thing now. Like you have this incredible asset, which is Los Angeles in your backyard with with media, celebrity. I mean, every everything you can imagine, entertainment. Um, at your disposal to to in a way help and a lot of SC alumni who are who are living in those industries um, to help Pete did a great job that I think the the one thing I always say is we handled success very well Um, we handled that very well on and off the field because um, we always knew the number one goal and job was to win football games and to win championships and obviously we lost to Texas but we were a player two away from being uh, a three-time national champion in that span and um we had fun but we also were really focused on the job at hand and 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 i credit that to our leaders on the team every year and pete and the staff who really did a great job of balancing kind of all of the things that were around us in that time period did you have a song that you would always hear at parties back then that sort of defined your college experience at usc or not <laughs> a song yeah uh not, no, I didn't have a song. I mean, I had like the same songs I listened to before games, kind of my, uh, you know, my uh, superstitions, but um, I never had a song. <laughs> but you have, do you have a song for me? I, no, I don't know. I just, when I was in college, I felt like there were certain songs I'd hear everywhere that I, I still think back today and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, all right, that's college. Like, I don't know if you had the same experience. Um, I mean, I think of, I all, I think of, um, <clears throat> Uh, Nelly was big in high school, so I think I like that. Um, what was uh, not hot in here? What was the other? What, why am I blanking on his big one? Oh, uh, what was Nelly's? What's Nelly's like the biggest? His biggest hit? Uh, country um, grammar. Country grammar. So country grammar was like I think when I was seventeen or six. I don't know. It was right around high school. Um, 
I always correlate high school with Nelly. That's one of them. So college, I don't really remember. Um, I'm sure there's a couple. Like Eminem was big. I'm a big Eminem fan. So like I used to listen to all his, you know, his uh, his CDs at the time, dating myself. Um, <laughs> Me too. Or or the uh, the was it the iPod? The the, the iPod had come out. Yeah. 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 You're ticking around on the shuffle. Yeah. I feel it. <laughs> um, now I'll, I'll wrap with this. I'll, I'll get out of here. The summer is unfortunately ending college, but that means college football season is on the horizon. Do you have like an official summer beach send off? Like, do you do a blowout and then it's back to business or do you just sort of flow in the <laughs> season? No, we, uh, we just got back. My family, we just got back from Cabo, uh, last weekend. Actually, we, we missed the hurricane a week before, which is, uh, we we're pretty fortunate. Um, not really, man. Like we, I, we were so busy. Like this weekend, uh, we're, my wife and I are going to Utah. Uh, my oldest son has a high school football game there this weekend, which is pretty cool. So she and I are using that kind of one to go see him and support him, but also just for us to kind of get away um, before my season starts, which is next week. We're at TCU week one. So um, it kind of just kind of just flows like, you know, we try and get a vacation with the kids um, before the season, her and I try to do something by ourselves just to kind of get that last thing. Cause the season's crazy. You know, I travel every week and she's busy with her work and we got three kids that were, you know, were different schedules and all that. So, uh, but no, man, we're kind of, we're kind of hunkered in right now. Well, we're ready for kickoff. Uh, Matt Liner, too, thanks for joining. Uh, ready to try the new Wendy's menu items as well. And I appreciate you talking me through them. Awesome. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Matt Leinert, everybody. Again, on behalf of Wendy's, you heard the man. CDs. And also, no time for one last barbecue. It's time for college football. And with that in mind, now the top 10 reasons September is the best sports month of the year. Number 10, college football kickoff. Need I say more? Number 9, my neighbor Ron's patented spiced hamburgers on the grill. Number eight, the Minnesota Vikings season begins. Number seven, my neighbor Ron throwing out a few of his spiced hamburger patties at the end of the night thinking nobody's going to forage them. Think again. Number six, my neighbor Ron's security cameras turning off mysteriously. Need I say more? Number five, brewskis with my boys for Sunday night football in Ron's dumpster. Number four, Fending off my neighbor Ron with my bare hands after he comes over to confront me. FYI, I have large hands made for fending. Number three, doing my most hilarious Ron impression when his boss calls and asks, Ron's not tied up in the woodshed refusing to share his spiced hamburger recipe again, is he? The boss totally buys it. Number two, finding out the mysterious spice is just sand? Number one, the US Open final. I say in my best Ron voice to Ron's boss when he asked me what I was watching this weekend, I'll be at work tomorrow, I promise. Wink, wink. It's foraging time. That's it for this week. See you in two more with a very special guest who I find physically intimidating. Any guesses? No, it's not everyone. 